Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I am John Laredo, your host today and every day. So I want to talk today about a topic that I think plagues a lot of people. And that has to do with how you gauge yourself. You know, how do you actually know if you've done a good job at something? Uh, and I don't care what it is, if you're in business or your performer, uh, your parent, your coach, whatnot. We all try to get a sense and like to get a sense of how we've done or are doing with something. So here's my question to you. How do you how do you gauge that? I mean, just think about what you love to do, whether you're it's a hobby, if you sing, if you perform, if you do something, uh, if you're in business, um, whatever it is, how do you gauge how good you are at what you do? That's a really interesting question. And it's a question I think a lot of people have struggled with um, because they don't necessarily either know where they get uh, the sense of how they've done or they may look at the wrong places. So here's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people out there that uh, feel the need for other people to tell them they've done well in order for them to feel like they've done well with something. And I suffered with this for a long time myself. Um, and I don't mind telling you, it's just one of these things I'm like, okay, I don't really know, or I convinced myself I didn't know how well I had done with something. And it entirely, my opinion on how I did, entirely was based on feedback that I got from other people. And it's interesting because uh, for those of you who might have watched an episode, if you have not, you got to go back and watch this. I did an interview with uh, with uh, Dusty Slay. Dusty Slay is a comedian that I had seen perform. Uh, very, very popular. Many of you know who he is. He's been all over. He's been on uh, Leno and on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and whatnot. Uh, and I got an opportunity to see him live and went up to him afterwards. I'm like, hey, I'd love to do a podcast with you. And he's like, what's it on? I said, leadership. He's like, well, I know about leadership. I'm like, I'd love to pick your brain on like how you, how you're, you know, how you work, how you lead yourself through a set. And this is a really tough business and how you did it and all this kind of stuff. So we ended up doing a really cool interview. And, um, you know, it was uh, one of the things that he said stuck in my mind. I said, I asked him the question, which I think a lot of people would like to know. Listen, you're a comedian. You've got a lot of pressure on you to make people laugh. I said, what happens when you start a set? And a lot of your sets are an hour. What happens when you start a set and uh, you bomb or you just, you know, your jokes are not landing? I said, what do you say to yourself and how do you kind of get yourself back on track? And his answer was awesome. He said, well, if they're not laughing at my jokes, that's not my problem. I know my jokes are funny. I mean, I, I've... I've had enough people laugh at my jokes. I've tested them in all audiences. I know I'm funny. I know my jokes are funny. 
So if they're not laughing, that's their problem. They just don't have a good sense of humor. And I'm like, wow, man, that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. What a great sense of who you are. What a great level of confidence to get to that point where, listen, you know, if you're not laughing, it's not because of, I mean, it's not because of me. It's because of you. That and I think a lot of us aspire to get to that point. What a what a great freeing feeling to not be burdened by feeling the need to impress or please other people. That your own satisfaction is where you get that from. Your own feeling like, okay, did I deliver? If I did, yes, I know it. Nobody else is going to know it. I know if I delivered. So, you know, with me for years, if I did a presentation. Uh, and I'm not saying that I don't appreciate feedback. Everybody loves feedback. I love feedback and I still seek feedback. So I cannot say that I am fully beyond this because I thrive in getting really positive feedback and stuff. But I've become much better at measuring my own performance based on how I feel I did because I know what my potential is and I know what I can do and I know what it feels like when I deliver an A+. And, and I know I have high expectations of myself. So I know I make it hard for myself, but I also know that I'm in control of that. So if I feel like I deliver an A+, plus, does it matter? Or if I feel like I deliver an A or an A-, minus, does it matter really what other people think? If I feel that I delivered my best and I know my best has gotten great reviews and great feedback in the past, then then. It's like Dusty Slay says, well, they're not understanding or appreciating what I'm delivering, but I'm delivering great stuff. So it's an interesting thing. You know, I remember doing a, a presentation and sometimes you just misread, even if you are that type of person that you're looking for feedback or measuring your success and how you did based on feedback. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe that's, and by the way, for those of you watching on YouTube here, I've got I got to figure out how to adjust these shades because I do my podcast like now, which is five, and uh, I got sun coming in, so yeah, I got weird lighting here. So, anyways, home studio problems. Um, but anyways, you know, I I used to judge very much how I did based on you know feedback visually from people if I'm presenting, like I'm looking at their facial expressions and everything like that. But you have to understand sometimes people don't communicate the right message or what they're thinking. And what reminds me of that, I remember a time, uh, this was way back when in the beginning of my career, and I did this, I would do at the beginning of um, of our, our, our branch meetings, we did these branch meetings once a month. And my boss, uh, Mike Reardon, asked me to introduce all of the new financial advisors and do it in kind of a funny, comical way, because he knew I had I had fun with that and had a sense of humor and could do do that uh, or he felt like I could do that pretty well. Anyways, I started doing it. I really got into it and it was really a lot of fun. I would do these goofy, I'd interview people at a time. Uh, you know, I, w- I would do the, I'd ask them all kinds of weird questions like, you know, have you ever had your moment of fame? Uh, what was the worst job you ever had? What's the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life? You know, all this kind of stuff. And then I would introduce them to the the whole group. So it was not a typical introduction. It wasn't like, you know, hey, here's Mary Smith. Mary, you know, worked in this job and she lives here and blah, blah, blah. It was totally different. So it was, you know, kind of a little bit of poking fun, but in a good, fun, clean way, safe way. And it ended up getting a lot of laughs and people look forward to it. And I look forward to doing it. I remember that one time doing this and there were probably, I don't know, 50 people in the audience. And and um, 
I remember going through this and there's this one guy and I'll even call him out on it because his name is Steve Goldsmith. Steve, if you're listening, I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, he was one of the advisors. And I remember looking at him while I'm doing my shtick and he's not he's looking at me with this like puzzled expression and he's not smiling, let alone laughing. He's not nodding his head he's just sitting there like you know almost confused and trying to figure out what i'm saying and i'm i'm delivering what i thought was funny stuff and good quality stuff and i'm just thinking it got in my head and you know I'm, I, I don't even know if it affected my performance but bottom line i remember taking notice of it and i remember not being able to stop noticing it and i'm like geez i'm just missing the mark with this guy meanwhile the other people are laughing so but it was in my head so afterwards, he comes walking up to me, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, here it is. I'm going to hear, like, you know, you crossed the line, you offended me, I didn't like it, blah, 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 it wasn't funny. And he comes up stone-faced and says, hey, I got to tell you something. I'm like, oh, geez. He says, that was phenomenal. That was some of the funniest stuff I have heard in a long time. I'm like, really? I'm like, dude, your face was not telling me that at all. I got to be honest with you. Your face told an entirely different story, man. You scared the crap out of me. Uh, and uh, anyways, he's like, no, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. It was great. But and I, it was just was confusing. I, his face did not match anything that he was trying to communicate non-verbally. And it just I, from that moment, I've realized, you know what? There are some people that have very elastic expressive faces and body language. I, I think I do. I just, most people can tell how I feel and what I'm thinking based on my facial expression. Not everybody is like that. And, uh, it just made me realize that you can't always judge that. Even, even if you are that person that thrives on the feedback and that's how you are judging your own performance, you know, there's some people that are just not going to give you accurate feedback. How many people do you know? Maybe some of you are like this, where you will never give somebody a 10 out of 10. Doesn't matter how great it is. You know, I'm watching David Portnoy, the El Presidente, the guy who's Barstool Sports, uh, which is awesome. He does these pizza reviews. I don't think he's ever given a pizza. I haven't seen one, maybe, but I don't think he's ever rated a pizza. And he's gone to, I don't know, hundreds of them. I don't think he's rated a pizza place more a, a nine or better. I, the highest I've seen, I think, is like an 8.6 or something. That's the best. And I'm thinking, wow, so there's a guy, if I was really after a 10, uh, I'm not going to get it. I mean, if none of these other hundreds of pizza places have ever gotten a, a nine, and I, maybe there is one, I've just not seen one. Um, and he's been all over the place, New York, Chicago, L.A., uh, you know, Philly. I mean, every place you could possibly think of around the country and nothing. Uh, so <laughs> nothing above, nothing at a nine or above. So you got to realize there are some people that, um, you know, I was telling somebody recently, I said, you know, when I, I, I tend to cook, uh, meals for my kids, I just grilled out last night with them. And when I make something, I always, then they'll, uh, if I, if they were here, I'd say, Hey, what do I always ask after I make something? And they're like, dad, you always ask on a scale of one to 10, what do you think it is? And, uh, and they always, <laughs> they always tell me, uh, they'll give me their true rating. And if they don't give me a 10, I'm like, why? What? I mean, tell me what's wrong with it. I'm like, no, I loved it. It was just, I'd given an eight or a nine or whatever. It was fantastic. It was great. I'm like, well, what does it take to get a 10? Damn it. Tell me what it takes. I got a 10. I want a 10. Um, so I, I don't know. I just become a little lunatic. Um, 
But it's funny, you know, people, there's some people that they're great. Hey, you know what? Listen, you did a bang up job. You're fantastic. Is going to come out as that was really good. They may not say you did a bang up job and you did fantastic, but them saying you did really good is their version of saying you did a bang up job. It was incredible. Someone's eight might be your 10. Someone's six might be your 10. So when you get overly focused on other people's measurement of you, then you, number one, you're, you're putting yourself through undue misery and you're ultimately, ultimately potentially using the wrong measuring stick. You may not even be clear on that. So my, my learning from this is figure out for yourself, get, have your own measuring stick, Fig, figure out what does it look like for me to feel good if I'm, if I'm trying to lose weight and look better? Am I only going to derive pleasure when people tell me, hey, wow, you look great? Um, because how many times have somebody said, have you thought about somebody, wow, that person looks great. They look really great. They look like they lost some weight, but you didn't tell them. You thought it, you just didn't tell them. Well, okay, now reverse it. How many people have thought you look great and never told you? They thought you look great. You lost weight. Or maybe you, somebody said it and, hey, you look great. You lost, you lost weight. Yeah, I lost 10 pounds. And then somebody else says, yeah, you know, I thought you lost weight. You look great. And they wouldn't have said something had the other person said it. So why are we killing ourselves trying to get other people's feedback and approval when in reality, they might already be giving it to you in their mind. They're just not communicating it to you. So you're killing yourself over nothing. You're looking for something that's not going to come to you in the format that you want it. You know, maybe you are crushing it at work and your boss is just not telling you. There are some people, then there's some bosses that could think you are absolutely fantastic, yet they won't tell you that all the time. You know, I had one of my bosses say, you know, uh, uh, hey, uh, yeah, our and he said it in a group meeting. We had probably, I don't know, eight leaders or so. And he said, yeah, my best trainer, John Larito over there. And I'm like, I am? I had no idea you thought I was the best trainer here. That's fantastic. I appreciate that. But I had no idea. Uh, I didn't think I was. But now after he said that, that was pretty cool. But here he had been thinking about it. And I don't know what made him say it in that group session. That was cool. But had he not... I wouldn't have known that's how he felt. So if I was purely just looking for his feedback to give me a feeling like I was a good trainer, I would have been potentially waiting forever. And I would have thought I'm less of a trainer because he didn't give me that feedback. You see what I'm saying? So it's this nasty catch-22 when we're constantly only deriving our own feeling of self-worth and, and, and value of what we're doing based on how other people say we're doing you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And ultimately, you're going to break down your own confidence. You're going to lose confidence. Okay, Instead, figure out your own measuring stick. Figure out what it looks like when you're presenting. What does your best look like? And measure it against that. Figure out if you play soccer. What do you know how you know when you got your A game? Doesn't matter if people tell you how you're doing. It doesn't matter how many goals you score. Figure out what your A game is when you are playing your best and measure it against that. Figure out if you're a singer, what does that look like and sound like? If you're a performer in other, other ways, if you're a leader, what does your best, you know what your A game looks like? And everybody's a leader, we know that. But think about what does your A game look like by, by, by your own assessment and measure it against that.
I cannot tell you how freeing that is when you figure out the whole method to this. It's not what other people say. It's what I think against how I know I can do. That's what this comes down to. So I hope I gave you some stuff to think about. Reach out to me, honestly. I, I And I honestly mean that. Reach out to me. You've got my email. If you don't, I'll just give it to you right now. It's john at loritogroup.com. L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. It's a little song there. John at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. See? Look at that. Got another talent. Uh, anyways, feel free. Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts, please. And uh, more than happy to chat about it with you. So in the meantime, uh, you know the deal. Say it with me. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Give me ideas on your future topics, your guests, and go down below. Give a five-star review. Appreciate you listening and watching. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.